Hey, welcome to Let's Talk with your host, Kelvin Newkirk Jr. I'm so excited you're here, and I guarantee this is the perfect podcast for you because we're going to have open, honest, and biblical conversations, not just for your information, but conversations that lead to your personal transformation. Let's hop into it. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of Let's Talk. Uh, This is your host, Kelvin Newkirk Jr. speaking. And once again, like I say always, we're not just having conversations for your information, but we're having conversations that lead to your personal transformation. I'm so excited to be with you. Uh, We had some technical difficulties on Friday. Uh, We had to reschedule um, an episode that was supposed to be aired on Friday. Friday, excuse me, but um, but it's all good. Life is good. Everything's good. <laughs> um, so uh, we're just gonna postpone that seat, postpone that episode, excuse me, and we're gonna move it to another week. But this week, you just have me and me only. Um, this will be one of the only few weeks of this season where you just have me and me only speaking. Um, but I miss it, right? Going back to the roots, going back to the season one vibes where it was just me teaching and talking. And I love that. I also love having someone else to talk to, but it's all good. It's all good. So um, once again, I just want to remind you, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email me at let's talk with KJNJ at outlook.com i repeat if you have any questions comments concerns you want to call me a heretic you want to say oh my gosh uh what you're speaking is not biblically sound anything like that um you can email me at let's talk with kjnj at outlook.com also you can hit me up on instagram which is kj.m5 on facebook it just be kelvin newkirk um and you can hit me up on um, any of my different uh, social media platforms, and they all will be on my website, which is linked to all of the posts on my social media. Um, it's also in the bio of all my social media also. So you can get in touch with me. I really love to get in touch with people just to hear feedback, just to see what they think and just to see what they believe. I'm so excited for next week. Well, not next week, um, because I keep forgetting that this isn't being aired on Friday. This is actually being aired on Monday morning at 10 o'clock a.m., which is totally new, totally different. I hope you all enjoy it, though. I hope there's no like super duper, like crazy change in your schedule and listening to me. Um, but this Friday, I'm so excited for what's coming up. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. And um, it's going to be a pretty transformational conversation. Um, that's how it's supposed to be. Like I said before, and like I say always, Conversations aren't just for your information, but there are to lead your personal transformation. So let me um, give you a little prelude to uh, this topic that we're going to be talking about today. Um, um, I love topical discussions. Matter of fact, I don't think um, I couldn't see myself trying to articulate uh, the Bible and teach it and stuff like that if it wasn't in topical uh, discussion. And let me tell you why. And the reason why I feel that way is because I feel like. Um, we're called to bring clarity to a confused world, right? Teachers, preachers, any type of believer, like you are called to bring clarity to a confused world, but don't get it twisted. Like we live in a very confused world and they need clarity. They need hope. Um, they need joy. They need all of that good stuff. So it's up to us to provide that for them, not to 
give them that. Not that we have the power to give them that, but because we know someone who has the power to supply that for them, right? And that's Jesus Christ. So, um, like, I think topical discussions are really cool because we have the opportunity to actually look, take a deep dive into our own lives. And we have the opportunity to focus on a specific area of our lives and put the Bible right on top of it. Um, and that's one of our goals for this podcast also is to take the Bible, to open it up, say, hey, brother, hey, sister, where are you on your life right now? Like, where are you at? And to put the Bible on top of it. And I hope that you can get something out of this episode, especially because um, this will be aired on December 13th. And it's going to be really, really close to Christmas time. And we're in that grind mode where everybody's just grinding and everybody's working hard um, to get gifts for everyone. And some people will end up going in debt. Um, some people will end up going in an astronomical amount of debt um, trying to uh, please and appease other people. Um, some people will um, be expecting these really, really big gifts and these really, really big acts of generosity uh, this season, and they may not get it. Um, some people may not get their way. Some people may not be able to go home this year. Some people may not be able to be surrounded by family this year. Some people may have lost a, a very, very important loved one. Some people may just may not have any love. They may be really, really lonely um, this holiday season. So um, I hope this episode really um, changes a lot of perspectives. I hope this episode allows you to take a look at yourself and say, hey, um, what am I really doing this season? to give God glory? Or what am I really doing this season to make sure that I'm okay mentally, to make sure I'm okay spiritually, and to make sure that we are all okay emotionally? Because it's been a crazy uh, couple of years, actually, now speaking, um, now that we're rearing to the end of this year, but it's been a crazy ride. And so um, I think that it's always good to just take a step back and just to look and to say, hey, okay, where I'm at right now, how can I regroup from this? Um, If COVID didn't teach us anything, it taught us the power of regrouping. And it also taught us the power of the topic of this episode, which is contentment. We're going to be talking about contentment. And if I haven't learned how to do anything else over these past couple years, I've learned how to be content. Actually, my journey with contentment started at the end of my high school career. It was my 12th grade year in high school, and I had these big plans and dreams and aspirations. Uh, I wanted to be a civil rights lawyer and eventually enter into politics, which that dream has not ended. Um, the lawyer part has, but uh, the politics part has not. So uh, pray for me. Maybe one day um, I'll run for office somewhere. Who knows? Um, and by the glory of God, if the creek doesn't rise by then, <laughs> like the old folks say, um, I will be able to run for office. Who knows? But, um, you know, I wanted to be a politician. And that was a dream. That was an aspiration of mine. And I kind of put God on the back burner. And what I mean by that is I knew I had a calling on my life. Um, I knew what assignment I had on my life, but still, but still, um, I made the decision to kind of put it on the back burner. Um, I actually pursued the calling that he put on my life every since I was really, really young. Um, I think I said in episode number one, if I wasn't mistaken, um, I actually did my first sermon at age six. I did it at a gospel explosion in the Jacksonville High School cafeteria. I never forget it. The sermon topic was get it right. I preached on Colossians 3.23. Um, I think that's what it is. Uh, I don't want to lie and say that's what it was, and it wasn't. But it was the verse saying that whatever uh, your hand findeth to do, do it with all thy might. Um, that was, I used to read the King James Version. I was a King James Version baby. Shout out to the old school people in the in the uh, 
listening right now. I was about to say in the chat, but we don't have a chat going on right now. So I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so I kind of put God on the back burner and I pursued uh, what God had for me up until high school. In the high school, I had these big dreams and aspirations um, to be a lawyer and to enter into politics. Well, um, the Lord rerouted me um, and he sent me on the way so that I may pursue the calling that he has for my life at a very early age. Um, really, like in this field, usually a lot of people don't decide like, hey, I'm actually going to pursue being a pastor or preaching or doing something like that until they're older, right? Until they've kind of messed up and got a few bruises and got broken down a little bit. And don't get me mistaken, like I have two, um, maybe not as much as uh, my seasoned mentors and the senior leaders that are in my life. But I will say this, I will say that I've learned how to be content uh, with what God has given me. And because God has rerouted me and put me in this position and um, and kind of changed my plans, um, I couldn't have been any happier. But there was a time where I was not happy with what God had for me. Um, there are times even now, I mean, I'm going to be real and honest with you. I don't think any pastor or preacher or anybody feels, um, feels contrary to what I'm going to say. But sometimes, you know, your heart's not in it. Um, I hate to say it like that, but sometimes you don't feel like, you know, making those phone calls or staying up late or 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 making sure people are OK all the time. Like sometimes you just want to worry about you. Sometimes you want to make sure your family's straight and your people straight. You know, sometimes you want to make sure that you're feeling OK emotionally, and mentally. Sometimes you just don't have the drive just to do it. Sometimes you're like, Lord, I don't know um, what's next for me. Um, and so. Those are times where you have to be content. You have to be content in any circumstance that you're in. And there's a scripture. There's a scripture that is one of the most misquoted scriptures, <laughs> I think, in the history of scripture quoting. Um, this scripture, when I was in high school, I played football. And I swear, every wide receiver I played with, every defensive back, every like skill player or anything, any like really high profile football player that I played with had this thing either tattooed on them illegally because they weren't old enough to get a tattoo or they had it in their social media handles or their Twitter bios or Instagram bios or whatever. Um, if you're listening to me right now and you've had this in your bio, I'm sorry. I have to. So we're all fall victim to this. Uh, but let's look at this. Read this verse. It comes out of Philippians and we're going to read chapter four. Right. And Paul is writing. Um, so this is Paul's words. Um, and we're going to go. We're going to start at chapter number. I mean, we're going to start at verse number 10. So Philippians chapter four. Verse number 10, and we're going to go all the way to um, 13. Wow. Okay. Awesome. So we're going to go ahead and start. This is what Philippians chapter four, verse 10 says. It says, I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that once again, you renewed your care for me. You were in fact concerned about me, but lacked the opportunity to show it. I don't say this out of need. For I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am in. I know both how to have a little and I know how to have a lot. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being content. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. This is an awesome verse if it's put in the right context. Paul isn't talking about like doing anything he wants to do and having God back him up on it. Um, he's not talking about that whatsoever. And that's the way it gets interpreted sometimes that people can do, just do all things through Christ who strengthens them. Right. And um, there are certain things you can do 
through Christ who strengthens you. And one of those things, which is what Paul is talking about in this scripture, he's talking about contentment. We have to look at context. Context is always king when you're reading the Bible, right? The Bible is full of amazing wisdom and, and pieces that you can pull out and that you can, you can apply to your life. Matter of fact, the whole Bible is used for you to, to be applied to your life, right? The, all the Bible is relevant. It's a living word. And the proof that's a living word is through the context of the scriptures. If you read the scriptures literally, you will miss out on so much wisdom. You will miss out on so much of the, of the livelihood of this amazing, awesome document, this manual, this guidebook that was given to us by God, that was a gift by God that was written, um, that was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Um, so like it's, it's living, it's living and it's so powerful. This verse is one of the most powerful verses, um, that I've came across really that I've studied and that I've taught on. Um, recently I've had the opportunity to teach this to, um, our youth group at our church. But the amazing thing that I love about this is, is what he says here. Um, and let's, let's go back to verse number 11. It says, I don't say this out of need for I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am in. Right. And then he goes on to say that I know both how to have a little and I know how to have a lot. And any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret to being content. What is the secret to being content, whether well fed or hungry, whether in abundance or need? Right. So he's 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 pointing out two different situations on two different sides of the spectrum that all of us can agree with. Right. We know what it feels like to have a lot of something. We know what it feels like to have a little bit of something, even if you haven't ever been like deprived of of food or 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 your or your um or your natural resources right sometimes you may have been um you know deprived of the of the mental faculties right like your like your 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 mind right being able to function properly um some people have been deprived of even things like sleep even the little things like like sometimes they can take away from your contentment right of your contentment or wherever Christ has you at right and so he goes on to mention uh, two different situations. So he says, whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or need, he says, I am able to do all things through him who strengthens me. And it's awesome, man. Like we can see there that when the apostle, that, that when the apostle says, I can do all things through him who strengthens me, he is talking about contentment, obviously. In any circumstances, he had learned to be content by depending on Christ, who gave him the strength to persevere in any situation. Right. So when we're talking about this scripture, we're not talking about the strength to do everything that you want to do. We're talking about the strength to persevere and to get through all the things that life throws at you. Because that's the power of contentment, right? When somebody's really content with wherever God has them at, when they are content with where God has put them, with what God has put on their life, whether whether they're in abundance or in need, right? Whether they have a lot or a little bit, they're still able to say, Lord, I'm still satisfied with you. I don't care what life throws at me. I don't care what the enemy throws at me. I don't care what the world throws at me because I know that I have you and you can give me everything that I need as long as I stay content in you. As long as I stay content with you, as long as I'm satisfied with you. That's the awesome part about having a relationship with God is that no matter where he puts us at in life or no matter where we end up, because sometimes we could put ourselves in really, really messed up situations. If we learn how to be content in those situations, 
we can literally never keep our focus off of God. When you're content, your focus is always on God, because literally that's the only way that you can be content, right? If I didn't have Christ in my life, and I was in some of the situations that I've been in, if I went through some of the, excuse my language, but if I went some of the through some of the hell that I went through just recently in my life, um, if I lost a lot of the people that I've lost without God, I don't know where I would be. But it's because of God that I'm able, that I'm able to be content in every circumstance. Because I have somebody to depend on that's way stronger than I can ever be, and that's Christ. Because Christ gives us the strength to persevere in any situation. That's how awesome contentment is. Contentment is so awesome because whether you're dirt poor or whether you're rich, whether you're full or whether your belly literally feels like it's touching your back because you're so deprived of food, like literally you can learn to be content in all circumstances as long as you keep your focus on God. So what are some ways that we can be content, right? This is my personal theory on ways that we can be content. And I'm going to go by the ABCs. And I'm going to use this a lot during the season because I really I heard it. And so I'm stealing it from someone. Um, God bless me. Lord, forgive me. But I'm stealing this from someone. And so A would be just acknowledging who he is in your life, acknowledging God, because in order for you to have the strength, right, to be content in every situation, in order for you to learn that, hey, that God is your source. And so it doesn't matter what the world throws at me, what what the enemy throws at me, the devil. It doesn't matter what anyone throws at me or anything throws at me. I know that through God, I have strength. So you have to know, you have to acknowledge who he is first before. First and foremost, you have to acknowledge that that he is the Lord of your life. B, ABC, right? So we cover A. B is you have to believe. You have to believe that he can give you that strength. You have to believe that. Right. And that doesn't mean that sometimes we won't have doubts because doubt isn't unbelief. Doubt can turn into unbelief, but doubt is not unbelief. Right. Doubt can be the step that can lead you to even more faith and for you to believe even more. Or it can be the thing that causes you to have unbelief. Right. It's 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 fertile soil. Like it's it's right there. It's right at that middle stage. It's kind of like um, in the old Western cowboy movies, how it's a standoff. Right. And on one side you have you have more faith. And on the other side, you have belief. And 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 it's right in the middle. Right. Like a showdown right in the middle. And you're right in the middle of that. And so you have a decision to make right in that in that season or in the area of doubt. But that doesn't equate to unbelief. Right. Unbelief is the state of just not believing at all. Doubt is a state of not knowing exactly how to believe at that certain time, right? And in those times, you could borrow other people's faith. And so, right, and so that's a wonderful thing I love about the Bible is, is that even though I may not have the strength to get through this situation, I can go to the scripture and I can say, hey, Lord, if you did it for him, if you did it for Paul, I know for a fact you could do it for me. If you did it for Moses, if you did it for Abraham and his bloodline, if you did it for I mean, I could just go down the list. I can go down the list. If you did it for Moses and the Israelites, I know for a fact you can do it for me. Um, and so that's the awesome, that's the amazing thing about the living word of God is that sometimes even when we don't have the faith, even when we don't have the substance, right? We can always go back and we can always read and look back on everything God has done for us. Because when you look back on the history of God and what he's done for you, it can literally propel you and prepare you for what he has next for you in your life. Whether, whether it's something that you're, I'm content with or not. 
So with that being said, B, you have to believe. You have to believe that he's going to actually give you that strength. And then lastly, last but not least, C, you have to cry out to him. You have to cry out to him. You have to say, Lord, I'm depending on you, God. I'm depending on you, Father God, that whatever's going on in my life right now, Father God, I'm depending that, God, you will give me the strength, that, God, you will help me, God, in these situations. Sometimes it's okay to just say, Lord, I don't know what to do. Lord, I don't know how to get through this situation, Father God, but Lord, I know that you will give me the strength to be content in every circumstance, that through you, when I keep my eyes focused on you, you are the shade that protects me from the from the crazy, harmful rays that this world throws at me, right? Jesus is literally like the shades that we wear, right? When it's a really, really sunny day and the sun is piercing, piercing your eyes and you feel like your eyes are going to like burn <laughs> because it's because it, you know, hurts so bad because the sun's so bright, right? Jesus is literally the shade that comes and he's that relief, right? That gives you the, that gives you the strength to get to your destination, to get where God has called you to in your life, right? And so that's awesome. And that's wonderful, right? But we have to first acknowledge who he is in our life. Then we have to believe that he can actually give us that strength and see, then we have to cry out to him and say, Lord, I know you're there, Father God. And I know that you're going to be able to give me the strength. There's something about when we cry out to God. There's something about that. And one thing that I heard that I really, really believe is that heaven is voice activated. I am a firm believer that heaven is voice activated. I think that that, that God loves to hear our voice. And he wants us to talk to him so bad. He wants to hear from us. Just as bad as we want to hear from him, he wants to hear from us. He wants to hear our worries and our concerns and our needs. Because even though... Even though he knows them already, he still wants to hear it from us. I think there's something that that pulls on a father's heart when he can hear his child is in need. Um, I have a I have a very very close friend. He's he's just like a brother. Um, he's actually a mentor of mine. His name is Ben Hodges. I love him to death, and I'm gonna have him on this podcast. Um, he just him and his wife just had a baby boy. Um, cute, awesome. I mean, he's just he's an awesome little baby. His name is Eli. But I'm quite sure that anytime Eli ever had a cry of distress or anything, I'm I'm willing to bet that Ben literally drop everything he has and he'll go to his son because his son has cried out, right? And he hears his voice and he recognizes his voice and he knows him. And as soon as he cries out, he just wants to help him because that's the heart of a father. A heart of a father is to help his children, right? And God is the is the best father that we can ever ask for. He's our heavenly father. And as soon as, and as soon as he hears us cry out, he just wants to help. That's his heart. That's the heart of God. So today, what I really, really encourage you to do is I encourage you to follow those ABCs if you don't have that contentment. And if you do have that contentment, I encourage you to go and I encourage you to spread that message of contentment to everyone that you can, especially in this holiday season. Because in this holiday season, we may not have what we want, but as long as we have God, we have everything that we need. And you may say, yeah, Kelvin, that's easy to say, right? You may have family coming down. You might have, you might, you might not be lonely, but sometimes I do feel lonely. Sometimes there are things that I yearn for that I want in life, right? There are aspirations and dreams I may have for myself outside of what God has called for me to do. But I have to trust that when I'm content in what God has for me, then all those things, all my aspirations and all that I want, that goes out the window compared to what God has for me. And contentment teaches me that. 
Contentment teaches me that I'm satisfied with whatever God has for me because I know that whatever God has for me is for me, right? I may make a decision to do something outside of what God has for me, and it may not be for me, and I may end up crashing and burning, and I may end up getting neglected or abused, or I may end up hurting myself. But as long as I stay in God's will and God's plan for my life, I'm in protection and I have divine protection. The best, that's the best security guard you could ever ask for is walking in the will of God. The will of God is an amazing security guard for you because it'll keep you where you need to be. And his spirit will literally rest upon you and it'll show you exactly where you're supposed to go. It'll show you exactly where you're supposed to be. And it's the awesome, amazing roadmap and GPS that helps us get to our destination and it helps us get to the right area to take the right exits to get off the right exits to hit the right detours to avoid that traffic to avoid those accidents and it allows us to get to our destination the safest and best way possible because when we're aligned with this will it's not the fact that we won't have trouble but it's the fact that we have divine protection and we have confidence and faith in knowing that we're doing exactly what he called for us to do and we're aligned with the destination that we're going to get to. And that's heaven. That's our reward. And that's what's waiting on the other side of those pearly gates one day. So with that being said, I love you all. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, once again, remember, hit me up at Kelv at Let's Talk. Sorry. At Let's Talk with KJNJ at Outlook.com. Once again, like I said before, I say it all the time. I love you. I thank you. And I can't wait to talk to you again, which will be this Friday. I can't wait.